1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If I had a rocket launcher. If I had a rocket launcher, I'd make somebody
2: pay. Thank you, Sean. Bruce Coburn did not have a rocket launcher <laughs> but we we did hear in the news. I like that song. I never one, heard that. One Sutton guy who had one up until yesterday right. in his in the back seat of his car. <laughs> well, it's a pretty yeah. good song. Set so the 80s, uh, early 80s. No, I like that. 81, 82 I would 84. guess. 84. Why 84? Correct. Oh, oh, Your my birth. Great decade the 80s. Mike Mil. our next guest Mike Milbury remembers the 80s like I do. Mike Milbury is brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market perfecting the art of fresh by findmassmoney.gov. And by John Sewer, the name to know when your drains don't flow. And he joins us on the Harbor One Hotline this morning. Hi, Mike.
3: Yeah, the 80s are just a little bit hazy for me, Greg. I the know 80s are you. hazy. They're hazy yeah. for
2: some. Yeah,
3: they are. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, I, I must say, I'm like Wiggy. I don't like to fly. And after listening to your segment just a few minutes ago, I don't know why I'd ever fly again. You know, for people cheating to try to get onto the plane, people like Santos stuff in their bag in the wrong baggage area. You got little dogs with that people need to have to be comfortable on the plane. Somebody gets up and sticks their ass in your face on the way out the door. Plus, you got you to wrestle a guy down because he's trying to climb out the emergency exit. Yeah. We're the air marshals, by the way. Yeah. We don't have air marshals anymore. Well, I guess we can't we can't afford them. We have to pay debit cards to the migrant workers
2: and it's not like when you and i were kids and people used to dress up throw mm-hmm. on a suit a nice uh dress uh, gloves No uh, more uh, I, like you know I, it's not like that anymore
4: all airlines need bounces on them like in <laughs> nightclubs and i'm talking about those big burly bounces tattooed <laughs> yeah. everything I, I agree easily identifiable
3: not yes. hiding somewhere nope. in some road yeah. just like here i am if you want to fool around let's do it
4: all Right. Like four or five of them on a plane. I guarantee you there won't be no outburst.
3: I like it.
2: Um, Sounds Trumpian. Well, listen, uh, back-to-back overtime wins for this team. We talked with you last week about their struggles when it came to winning these games in overtime. So uh, I I think it's a positive that they have uh, done it twice in a row here. Uh, although uh, Scheim has been quick to point out multiple times this morning that they blew that lead in that game last night,
3: so. yeah, and I, and I wanted to talk to Scheim because he's been barking like you know a mad dog here about the Bruins going out in the first round, and I want to know why.
0: Well, Scheim. I just I, I feel like they they struggle to hold leads at times. They the defense has been porous at times and very porous at, at other times, and it's just like. There's moments where they look like the best team in hockey, and yet there's also moments where they look like the the Phoenix Coyotes. Like exactly. It's, exactly. It's, they, I think no you're exactly
3: right. And and you know it's like it's, they're like Sybil now. You remember the movie Sybil? Yeah. Yeah. Sally Field with all these different personalities. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Swayman said it last night. It's our one of our identities. Yeah. It's one of like 17 identities. I don't know which identity I'm going to have. I mean, going into the game last night. Lindholm had no points in five games. I don't know what's happened with his injury, but Coyle had no points in five games. Zaka had one point in five games, and and DeBrusque had no points in five games. I mean, it's it was like the well had gone dry, and you know you never know what you're going to get with these guys. But God bless them; they keep coming back from the dead like Lazarus, and make you feel like they could actually do something. But I don't know if they have, I don't know if they have the the. Staying power to go deep into in the playoffs, but it, it's their their head scratching.
2: Well, when it comes to the salary cap and the opportunity for Don Sweeney to do something to make this team better, can he? I mean, can he get a legit big the de- defender? I mean, is that what you think the number one need is? That's what I think. Well, yeah um, that
3: that would be that would be certainly helpful and so so would uh, another guy that can put the puck in the back of the net but the problem is what are his assets to deal he's dealt away a lot of first round picks they don't have a they don't have a pick until the fourth round this year i think uh they've given away some in, in future years but you know people want some draft picks that come up pretty quickly not down the road uh, they don't seem to want to trade Allmark. Uh, that doesn't seem to be in the picture. I have no idea where they are with debrusque. he you know he's the ultimate Sybil on this team. You know one game he looks like a world beater like last night, and the next game you can't find him. So do they want to pay six million to this guy for the next five years or so, or are they going to trade him? He could be a possible guy to move, but if you move him, you're going to create a hole in his position, even if it's not always a position that he fills as well as he should and and they have no money to spend so he's got a whole bag of uh of dirty laundry that he's got to clean up in order to make some moves isn't he's in a tough spot it's it's not going to be any kind of a a situation like last year when there was he just you know he was a rainmaker
2: do you think internally he and cam looked at this season going into it as a rebuilding season
3: i don't know how they could not have felt that that, that there would have been a much Deeper hurt with the loss of Krejci and Bergeron than than there has been. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to give credit to to Sweeney for his his off season acquisitions. You got to give credit to the players like Coyle and Zaka who stepped up and can't. You know, they're not really in the right positions for me still. I, as much as Coyle has been great and I and I love him as a player, I don't want to be, you know, down on him. But I just feel like they they're not meant to be number one and number two centers, but um, They've done a remarkable job of filling in, and I don't think Sweeney or, or Neely would have felt that this would have been as successful a season as it's been.
5: Mike, so that brings me to my question. Where is this team in the trajectory towards, you know, being exactly where Sweeney wants them with Neely? Like, is this was this season supposed to be somewhat of a, you know, seven or eight seed in the East, and they're building towards something, or is this an opportunity now where it is, Linus or someone else where they'll, they'll go all in again at the
3: deadline? Uh, I don't you know that's a great question because I I we see them run through these these dips and some high points but I I don't know where they're they're not consistent enough although that's you know maybe I'm not right in saying that because they're like top of the conference again. I mean there's no reason why when you look at the record you should think anything but well listen we should we should add to this mix because you know the record is what the record says you are but I I'm like Shine. I, I can't. I can't really start to feel strongly about this team going deep. But when McAvoy's playing at the top of his game like he is right now, and you've got Pasternak still pumping in goals and Marchand producing like he is, you've got core players that can drag some people along, and the goaltending clearly good. You know why not? I guess why not? Even though in my heart I don't feel. I don't feel strongly enough that this is going to be a, a deep run.
2: When it comes to the several identity issue, is that a Jim Montgomery thing or is that a player thing?
3: I think that's a player thing. I think that's, um, you know, some of these guys haven't been in this position before, especially at the lower end of the roster, and they have to learn about finding ways to get ready to play every game consistently. And uh, I don't think they're quite there yet. And, And, you know, they've had a lot of, Shuffling of the deck on the the bottom six forwards in particular, and and so, you know. But if they get leadership from guys like McAvoy and Pasternak and 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 Marshan, I you know, maybe they can hold it together. They can find a way. I, I don't think it's a Montgomery issue. I think that's, I think that would be unfair to him.
2: Well, I don't feel like from the maybe you disagree, but from the outside, it seems like leadership wise, captain wise. Brad Marchand has done a great job this season. I
3: uh, yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, but that doesn't mean as a captain you can turn players who aren't great players into great players. You can yeah. make them show up and work hard for every practice and every game, but um, you can't turn them into all stars. And, and but I don't I don't think leadership is a is an issue here. I think this my issue probably would probably would be with depth of talent.
1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we
5: conclusively. Sports.
2: clock at four. Donchich. The step
5: back three. You bet. Music. You said my word.
1: podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
4: I think I think that's a good point when you say depth of talent. So then I I guess the question I would ask is if you are Sweeney and Cam and you come off a season where you had arguably the best, you know, NHL record in history, how are you not saying we need to have expectations because we didn't do well in the playoffs that our expectations have to be, this is not a rebuild, this is not a retool, this is our, we're going to continue to go for it because we have the makings of being able to win a Stanley Cup and not getting the guys that you maybe needed to replace Bergeron and Krejci before the season? It's a good
3: question, and I I don't know that I have the answer, but I do know that Sweeney has been extraordinarily active in his tenure at the deadline. I mean, think back to the guys that he's picked up, guys like Rick Nash, not just last year, but a, a whole sweep of guys that he brought in. He's done it consistently and and it it sort of tells me that he he's going to try to do it. I just don't know if he's got the assets to do it and and why wouldn't he as I, I mentioned earlier if you if you look at the record, you look at the goaltending. That's a check mark, and you got a stud in Charlie McAvoy. Disappointing Lindholm. Maybe he comes around and figures it out a little bit more. Maybe they can pick somebody up on the blue line, or or some secondary scoring. But they're still at the top of the conference, and it's wide open. But but if you look down at the potential opponents for this team, teams like Detroit or Tampa or. You, know, you name it, there, there are some some sticky opponents down there that, that can make your life miserable. It's not going to be an easy run to a Stanley Cup final through the Eastern Conference. There's can no you, there's no surefire uh, leader in the clubhouse.
2: You maybe get a guy like Noah Hannafin, who uh, I know Calgary has told them they're not going to re-sign him. I think uh, his, I don't know, some reports that his team reached out to... Uh, Lightning and said that's where he wants to be long term. But I mean, could you get a guy like that if you're Don Sweeney?
3: Well, you, you could, sure. You, I mean, if he's available, there's, you, you pick up the phone and call. He's a local kid and might like to come home. But there's there's a problem. What what assets are you giving up? What what can you give up to get a guy that you know is is a you know top four, top three defenseman, however you want to describe him. He's not the you know burly. Knock him dead, kind of defenseman you were talking about earlier, but he's a, he's a quality player, and you'd certainly like to have him, but you got to deal with what assets you have to give up, and how do you fit him into your salary cap, which is problematic at this point.
5: So two weeks for the deadline. What do you think is the most likely outcome? Stand pat, make a big ad, or just something you know around along the periphery.
3: If I'm guessing, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that because of the situation they're in. Um and the lack of assets, unless they decide to deal Jake DeBrusque. and based based on last night, you'd say that why would they? Based on the the previous five games, you say why wouldn't they? Yeah. Sybil again. Um, but I think they're going to have a, a a minor add. I don't think it's going to be a big splash. I think it's going to be a minor add. I, I hope it's a blue line guy like Greg keeps talking about. But I don't see them with the assets or the the freedom of movement of money. To be able to do something that's as dramatic as we saw last season.
2: All right, Mike Milbury. As always, a pleasure. We'll yeah, you know you. what?
3: Before I go, yeah. why do you what do you call it? Dumbest of the day? Because every segment is dumber than the next one. <laughs> Isn't that true? No, uh,
2: yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's the dumbest of that particular day. I guess we could. I mean, we could end it with the dumbest of the week or something. I mean, the, yeah, uh, I
3: think you should try that. Uh, so, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. You're gonna have to work hard to do it because some of those early dumbs are really dumb. <laughs>
5: I have to say, I am shocked that we made it through 15 minutes with Mike Milbury and he didn't bring up Biden's dog. I thought that was absolutely <laughs> going to be. All right.
2: Ah, Mike, goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. There he goes. Jeez, it's jokes. It's jokes. <laughs> it's jokes. What? Joke. It's all But okay.
5: isn't that concerning? What that happened to his dog? That the president's dog can't stop biting people? If you went to a friend's house <laughs> oh, like, and the dog is attacking you, don't you think less of your friend? Uh, I, <laughs> like you, you can't oh, even even blame train a dog.
2: I, I mean, I, I, It seems. Are you blaming the president because his dog is a biter? Well, I, yes. <laughs> okay. He's viciously, viciously house? people. Yes. Uh, secret oh, wow. Service. Uh, um. <laughs>
5: Yeah, a I dog's mean, definitely
4: got know. some behavior issues. You'd yeah. think he could find somebody to a dog with right.
2: My guess is you have the budget to find someone right. that can help your dog stop attacking. Does he live in a little mini white house, like a mini white doghouse? Yes, he, he does. does. Yeah. It, I mean, I get, they, they each uh, get told what to say. Yeah. I mean problem uh, is yeah. is you could probably get somebody to train
4: the dog, but I don't know if Biden and his wife are doing the things that they were taught as trained by by the trainer to make sure they're doing on a daily basis. He's
2: too I mean, old to do sh- that. I, he's too old.
4: Yeah, he's too old to be out there for, you know, an hour and a half a day, you know, working on your dog training. You see, because it, it, what is it, a German Shepherd, right? Yep. Right, so when you see Also
5: not great. I mean, this is America. Why do we have a German Shepherd in the White House? <laughs> right, you should have an American pit bull, but <laughs> right. anyways.
4: But you would think that it's. It's hard on people. If you've ever had your dog trained, it's it's a lot of work for a person to train their dog. He looks like he's just too old to do that. They, they shouldn't have a dog, unless it's a little carry-on dog that's not going to be biting people.
5: But, that's Greg, you don't think less of someone if their dog won't stop attacking you?
4: <laughs>
2: well, I mean, I guess if that's what's going on. Yeah, it's
4: it's a lack of I home mean, training.
2: It's, uh, I, I would think that the president doesn't, whoever the president is... He doesn't have a ton of time to spend with his dog. No, I understand Curtis, great Uh, point.
4: That is because it's not just a biting element. Right. If you go to somebody's house and the dog is jumping all over you, humping your leg. slobbering. I I always look at those people differently. Like, you have no
2: control over your pet, and if you know your pet's like that, put them up. Keep them on a leash. I would agree with you in some cases where... There are people, I love dogs. Doesn't matter. I miss Kobe Wobie every single day because he spends most of his time with Jen Hill. Pudge is flying back today. That being said, there are people who now assume that everybody that they are around loves dogs and thinks their dog is the cutest thing ever. Like You could get into, and and I think this is another pandemic thing where everybody has a dog now And so you could get in an elevator and a dog could immediately start licking you or humping you. And the owner, rather than say, oh, hey, you know, uh, hold on a minute, champ, Mm -hmm. uh, says, oh, oh, he he loves you. He loves licking your crotch. Like, like it's people are just unaware, I think, of common. Uh, no, that's just but a I lack that, of
4: control of right. their animal. And that's not uh, a dog no, person. I, think they,
2: I, don't, I disagree with you. I think they think it's really cute that their dog is humping up on you. No. No, no, no. no. you that's know. a general lack of
5: caring about people's space around right. you. The dog is just a symptom. Whereas, like, if you go if, – if you enter a home and you're there to watch the Pats game and your buddy's dog – is impeding your ability to enjoy it. Right. That is a reflection of his inability to take care of the things in his home.
4: Right. Because mm, yeah. he should know better. Like, okay, I have a dog that if people come over, he's not going to leave them alone. He's going right. to be sniffing their crotches. He's going to be jumping on the couch. So what I need to do as, it. as a good dog owner is see if I can fix the behavior by training or put my dog up in a kennel wherever it needs to be because I know that I can't do that and people have this lack of knowing how it's the same way with kids they just have no awareness on how they should be handling and taking care of their dogs mm-hmm. you shouldn't be sniffing the, the dog should come out go over somebody's house and he's jumping all over you well you don't like dogs That's no but I, it's not about me liking dogs yeah. I, I had a dog my whole life but it's about if I know what my dog is, I, pre- I hold my leash a little bit tighter. I keep the dog closer to my body if I am on an elevator so the dog's not annoying people or that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I don't even let Henry go sniff other people unless they're inviting it. Like, it's it's one thing if somebody's, like, walking towards you and, like, like holding out their hands to the dog and, like, oh, like, saying something. Then it's yeah. like, all right, whatever. It's fine. But, like, if you're walking by somebody, I don't even let him get close enough to sniff other people.
2: Well, you didn't stop Curtis when he was sniffing the Instagram photos of that uh, that Celtics cheerleader. Well, that was a <laughs> long way. Curtis road. not my dog. <laughs> was that a long way to get it's there? It's okay. That I love a you. a long way to get there on that <laughs> one. <laughs> I, did, I thought uh, it was <laughs> scratch and sniff. What do I know? <laughs> all right. When you move to Florida, you start to get an increase in uh, in guests at your home. Right. Uh, and Jimmy Johnson welcomed Bill Belichick to Miami recently. What he has said about that visit, what the two of them may have spoken about coming up
0: next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that
5: we conclusively...
4: Sports.
2: The clock at four. Doncic. The
5: Step Back 3, You bitch. Music. You set my world on fire.
1: Yes, and even podcasts. One Whatever one you face face love, face face hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.